Welcome into the Week 5 edition of your Fantastics Insider Football Podcast here. I'm Dan Claskins, back with you this week after uh, taking last week's episode off and now this week flying solo. My guy James Adams having some last-minute technical difficulties and we wanted to still get you to out and help that waiver wire, and that's what we're here to do today. Insiderfootball.com, of course, that's the website. You can go to get all the tools you need to help you win for not just season long, but our DFS lineup optimizer and everything there. And, of course, follow us over on Twitter, at Fantistics, as well as we get you ready for everything you need. And we're now four weeks into the season. Hopefully your teams are faring pretty well. But if not, maybe we can help you turn them around. Tonight on the episode, as we always do, we're going to take a stab at the waiver wire, tell you some of the players we like, the ones we might not like as much, get uh, a little final take on some of Week 4's action, some of those closing thoughts, look at some of the injuries as well, take that first glance at the week ahead. And as always, we're going to talk about some prop bets over at Thrive Fantasy. And if you haven't checked it out yet, I don't know what you're waiting on, thrivefantasy.com. It's a great place to go. Play all the prop fantasy you want. Thrive Fantasy has a $50,000 guaranteed contest for week five. It's $20 to enter. First place takes home $10,000. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. They're giving you a 100% deposit bonus match up to $100, plus... A free entry into Sunday's $50,000 contest when you sign up over at ThriveFantasy.com and use the promo code FANTISTICS. Check it out. We'll look at a few bets of those I like this week. And one of the things I love about Insider Football Tools is I can go in and look at all the projections, and they've been helping me win money. They can help you win money, too. So check out the great combo there. But, man, let's talk about it. Week 4, what would you think? I mean, just another crazy week of action. Another big week of injuries, and man, I had some teams that really exploded this week. I, I definitely had some teams that laid an egg. Uh, if you had Sam Darnold in your lineup or Cordero Patterson, who would have thought these were the guys doing it uh, for you? But nonetheless, it was pretty good to see, and it is interesting. And You really have to start assessing. Like If you look right now at the top 10 players on the season by position in terms of fantasy points, it's pretty mind-boggling to see some of the names on the list. I mean, sure, at quarterback right now, we all expected Mahomes and Murray, maybe even Jalen Hurts and Tom Brady to be up there. But who in the world thought Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, these are guys that through four games are top 10 in quarterback fantasy points right now. So it is a little amazing to me, a little remarkable indeed to see that. You go over at running back here and just looking at half-point PPR producers through these first 10 games. I mean, we've got Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones at the top. Hey, how about our guy Zeke Elliott? But you got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, both in the top 10. James Robinson, DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery. Of course, we're going to talk about his injury in a minute. Meanwhile, at the receiver position, that's where it gets real interesting. Cordero Patterson, RB or wide receiver five. And he, he, he this is a guy that... The snaps just aren't there. The usage isn't there, but the fantasy production is. And James and I talked about it two weeks ago on the podcast. We talked about it earlier this summer with the Orlando Ledbetter. And sure, regression's ahead. None of us expect him to keep up at this pace, particularly with the usage. But don't kid yourself. Cordero Patterson, 
he's going to remain a, 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 an RB2 if he's eligible in that format, or maybe even a wide receiver two here. Now, he could have a low floor, but the way this team is using it, and D. Orlando Ledbetter uh, told us this when we had him on from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution on the SiriusXM show. This is a guy that uh, they want to be part of this offense, and Arthur Smith is definitely helping uh, figure this out. And I'll tell you, I'm, I, you could try to sell him. I mean, I would trade him, sell high for sure, but you're not just going to give him away. And uh, I have no problem endorsing him as a flex play right now. I think that is definitely something that I'm keeping my eyes on and a, a situation to monitor. But, you know, looking at some of these other names at receiver, not a lot of surprises there. I mean, Cooper Cup, I don't think he's going to keep up his pace. He had his actual first sort of dud performance this past week, just getting five catches, but still targeted 13 times. Is he wide receiver one? No. But could he be uh, still a decent wide receiver one for the stretch of the season? Probably so. You got Tyreek Hill there, Debo Samuel. DJ Moore is the guy that's really just tearing it up for me. Uh, as I mentioned, Patterson comes in at fifth. Mike Williams, another quiet night uh, for one of these guys that cooling off a little bit this week. Terry McLaurin, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyler Lockett rounding out that top stuff. But you know, just going back and looking at week four, I, I mean, it was a tough week for me, uh, not as friendly on the betting side of things as I had a week earlier, but really not a ton of surprises. Uh, it was, I mean, obviously the Jets beating the Titans, that was sort of surprising, but I mean, the Titans were missing so much on offense. The Jets have had a good defense. I wasn't really high on Tannehill and, and some of the offensive weapons outside of Derrick Henry, but... This is the time now. Just like in the NFL, these teams are starting to, to get a sense of themselves. But in fantasy leagues, yeah, maybe you're 0-4. But guess what? There's still 10 weeks of the regular season left in most leagues now that we moved to this 17-week schedule, 18-week NFL season. So there's time to turn it around. you got to remember, fantasy, these weeks, these little mini-seasons within a season, really were just like the first mini-seasons in the books. So if you did real well, maybe you didn't do well enough, there's still time for it to change. You have to keep working your process. You have to keep hitting that waiver wire. You have to continue to look on how you can improve your team. Don't get content and don't panic too much either. I mean, if you're already selling on the season here in week four, I think it's just a little premature perhaps, and that's not what you want to really be doing right now. So I don't know. Really, when we look back at the week, uh, I mean, it was great to see some of the football, uh, the Tom Brady revenge game didn't turn out to be the great game we wanted to. But guess what? He won the game. He won the game. The conditions were terrible. Obviously, the Bucks are hurting a little bit there on defense, but they did their part. They did what it took to win, right? And I think you got this whole drama going on uh, between Baltimore and Denver. I think that was pretty fascinating, but... You know what? Baltimore is worried about what Baltimore was. They don't care about that other stuff. And I think right now the biggest thing coming out of the week are all the injuries. And we got some news and updates to give you there. So let's transition over to the injury report and start with the really the biggest news of the week. And that is David Montgomery. The news wasn't good for him today, but it could have been worse, right? I mean, Let's be honest here. I mean, when he first got carted off the field, it looked like a season ender. But ESPN's Dan Graziano reporting Montgomery will miss four to five weeks with a knee issue. He reportedly avoided season-ending surgery. 
And you look at the matchups here, games against the Raiders, the Packers, the Bucks, the Niners. The problem is he could be back for that week nine game against Pittsburgh, but then they got a week 10 bye. So we might not see David Montgomery until week 11 at Baltimore. Damian Williams, who, who did get dinged up on his own there, has a little bit of a quad issue. He'll be a waiver wire guy. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but this is a buzzkill. If you had Montgomery owners, I rolled him out in DFS here in week four, like our guy Skeeter Robinson told us over there for my fantasy fix. And uh, I'll tell you, I do think that Williams is interesting, but Montgomery, I mean, if you're got him on your season long team right now, you're hoping he comes back, but heck by the time he comes back Tariq Cohen could be back in the mix. Who knows what type of things that Williams is going to do with uh, what, you know, his production and such. So, Will David Montgomery get back to being this huge starting option for you? Can he have a stretch run like he had later in the year? I don't know. But if you don't have an IR spot, you probably still have to stash him because he could be way too valuable of a commodity to give up there. The other big injuries that we're watching at the quarterback position, uh, Teddy Bridgewater now in the league's concussion protocol. And uh, this isn't great news here. Um Drew Locke looked, well, like Drew Locke in relief, which was pretty brutal. So we can downgrade, really, all this Denver offense, at least part of the passing games. Cortland Sutton, you know, he didn't do much. The running backs, they're still splitting carries here. Uh, Really, outside of Noah Fant, I can't get too excited about endorsing Broncos right now as starters. And, you know, they they weren't as good as the record indicated. Baltimore exposed them for that. We'll see what happens when they go to Pittsburgh this week, but... I'm definitely downgrading all the pass catchers in this offense as long as Drew Locke is under center. And I think that's the way we just have to express this situation right now. Uh, Josh Gordon, let's talk about this. Uh, Chiefs promoted him from the practice squad today. I don't know. We'll get into that on the waiver wire fodder. I think we sort of sounded off on this already. I'm not holding my breath here, but let's face it. There's not a lot of depth there in this situation, so it is something to monitor. We're also going to monitor the status of quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. We saw Trey Lance come in relief for San Francisco in that loss to the Seahawks. And from a fantasy perspective, Lance with that rushing upside is pretty immense. But it is going to be a situation that, you know, they still want Garoppolo to be there. So is this going to be something where Trey Lance, you don't want to go out and blow a wad of waiver cash on him. Because what's going to happen if Garoppolo's suddenly healthy? I mean, clearly, this team isn't ready to hand the reins over, right now at least, to Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's problematic. Uh, That's real problematic if you go out and you're going to count on Trey Lance. Uh, Excuse me, that's what I meant. They're not going to hand the reins over to uh, Trey Lance. So that, that could be problematic. Joe Mixon. Here's another situation we're monitoring. He did not finish that Thursday night contest versus Jacksonville last week as he was dealing with what they're calling a low-grade ankle injury. Now, I know Adam Schefter tweeted out it was week-to-week situation, but some of the local beat writers are not are, are contradicting that. So we'll keep our eyes on Mixon. I, I don't expect him to play this week, but I don't think it's as big of a deal as some are making it out to be. Amari Cooper had a hamstring issue that forced him from the game. He was able to return, so I'm a little more optimistic there. I thought uh, Daryl Henderson looked pretty good coming back from that rib issue on the short week of Thursday night. Remains to be seen. We're keeping our eyes on T. Higgins and Chase Claypool. Both receivers missed last week's action with a shoulder and a hamstring, respectively. 
I'm especially optimistic that Higgins gets back. And you know what? If the Bengals playing the Packers this week or without Joe Mixon, getting Higgins back could be a key thing and really force them to go to a heavy passing attack. Elijah Mitchell, here's another one. Uh, they're, they're expecting him to take on a little more contact in practice this week. He's still trying to return from that shoulder injury. I still don't think Trey Sermon or anybody's done anything to really ding it. So if and when he's healthy, I think he, Elijah Mitchell slides right back into the top of this depth chart there. And that's what's uh, really going to be interesting. And then finally, DJ Shark, uh, placed on injured reserve. His season's over. His career is a Jaguar, likely over a free agent at the end of the season. I thought LaVisca Chenault looked really good in relief. Uh, you know, it, it, after he went down, he finally got those targets. Obviously, Marvin Jones, but the Jaguars are a mess. And this Urban Meyer lap dance stuff off the field crap isn't helping. You know how I felt about Urban Meyer if you've been listening to me any bit this summer. I thought it was a train wreck from the beginning, and I'm not so sure the train's going to get to the finish line this season. The Jaguars are a team I really, really don't want to have very much to do with, to be honest. All right, let's turn our attention over to those waiver wire rankings and talk about the players you need to be looking at this week as you hit the waiver wire. I know a lot of you are really needing to add that spark. Just sort of going position by position here. And at quarterback, it's pretty bleak. I mean, Sam Darnold, clearly, if he's still out there in some of your leagues, we're seeing what he has emerged. Some are saying he's the next version of Cam Newton here with all these rushing touchdowns. But uh, at the end of the day, it's fantasy production. It's an offense that has some weapons. He's probably the top back there. Um, you know, Trey Lance, we talked about him. I think in the short term, if, if you want to make a stab at Lance, I mean, we all know the ceiling. Uh, I've got him stashed in a few leagues myself. But it, you just don't know how long it's going to last. And he's pretty raw right now. So the plug could be pulled on it. Daniel Jones, we're finally seeing the good version of him. Uh, he's owned about 35% of the leagues this year. And, you know, he completed uh, 28 of 40 passes, 402 yards, and that overtime victory versus the Saints. So second straight strong performance there. I, I, you got to like what you saw out of Mac Jones. Got a pretty favorable matchup ahead here with the Texans this week. Taylor Heineke, another quarterback to keep your eyes on. So... Um, and even Matt Ryan's starting to have some pretty decent numbers. That Washington football team defense, I mean, goodness, they're, they're not the unit we expected there. The biggest waiver wire pickup of the week is definitely going to be Damian Williams. And I, I got to tell you, I had him in about five of my 15 season longs a couple weeks ago, and I, I did part ways with him in a couple spots last week. And here's a guy that, uh, I mean, with Montgomery out the next four to five weeks, I mean, he's going to get the bulk of the workload. He's definitely the top waiver wire pick of the week. I think, um, here's a guy that probably is worth 30% of your fab at this point. So you want to keep your eyes on that, be aggressive if you need to, but it, it probably isn't a rest of the season solution. So you got to be careful. A shorter solution, Samaji Pirine, as I said, I don't think the Mixon injury is serious as some are alluding to. I get the injury history there, so I'm not going all that aggressive on P. Ryan. If indeed Mixon is out this week and even next week against the Lions, I mean, P. Ryan is a back-end RB2 at best, and it's a, a short window of opportunity. I think some other deeper names, A.J. Dillon, Alex Collins, Brandon Bolden, these are all names to consider. Zach Moss, he's been scooped up, so he's not out there like he was a week ago. And wide receiver, I mean, I definitely like what I saw out of Jamison Crowder. He's probably out there in some leagues. I think you can keep your eyes on Hunter Renfro. 
I'm not going to get involved with Josh Gordon. I mean, he, they're saying he's ready. He's probably going to get a shot, but I'll let somebody else stash him and take their chances. The Lions and Titans receivers that are you know filling in right now with all the injuries not out there. Randall Cobb, this guy's interesting. With Marde- uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling now on IR, we saw him finish with five catches, 69 yards, two touchdowns, but just six targets. So wasn't all that. And a tight end, probably uh, Max Williams, obviously, if he's still out there, I think that's a name to grab. I, I think C.J. Uzama had a pretty good game, but there's just too many mouths to feed in that passing attack. Dawson Knox, if he's out there, he might be even ahead of Max Williams on my list. Uh, the guy's recorded five receptions on eight targets, 37 yards, and two touchdowns in Sunday's Week 4 matchup. So those are just some names to consider. All right, let's look ahead what we got on tap for this week, our first glance at the week ahead. And it is going to be a good week of football. We've got uh, lots of it kicking off with a great Thursday night game, another NFC West showdown, the Rams and the Seahawks. We'll battle it out here. The Rams minus one currently, that total at 53. And after getting the Carolina Texas-Houston uh, uh, game two weeks ago and the Bengals in Jacksonville on this past Thursday, uh, this one is definitely uh, seeming like a better game here. I think we're going to get a lot of eyeballs on it. Uh, as I said, Henderson is a player that's getting healthy here. Seattle's passing attacks look good. Lots of fantasy goodness in this one. Be alert now, especially for those of you on the West Coast. We do have a London game this week. Yay! We know how I love those. Not. 9.30 Eastern kickoff for the Jets and the Falcons. So this one should be interesting. The Jets could very well pick up their second win in a row here. First two wins of the season. Fantasy-wise, obviously Cordero Patterson. I'm going to continue to plug him in as as a flex or back-end RB2 or or maybe even high-end wide receiver three if you need him. Ridley, we'd like to see him get going on the Jets' side of the ball. Not much to get excited about, but Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder, worth considering here. Michael Carter continuing to get some usage, so we'll want to keep our eyes on that. A lot of good 1 o'clock games. I'll be going to the Packers-Bengals game here in Cincinnati. I think that's probably one of the more fantasy-friendly games. The total sitting at 50 there. We're obviously watching the Joe Mixon situation. I think... Cincinnati's going to have to pass the football, and we know Green Bay's going to put points on the board. Other good ones at that 1 o'clock Eastern slate, Philadelphia, Carolina. we got the Saints and the Washington football team. Who knows how those two teams will show up uh, among the highlights. Four late afternoon games, two at 4.05 Eastern, including the Bears and the Raiders. And the one I'm really looking forward to watching, uh, the Browns and the Chargers. So we saw the Chargers end the Raiders' perfect season on Monday Night Football, they'll stay at home to take on the Brownies here. 2-4-25 Eastern games, the Giants and the Cowboys, and of course the Niners and the Cardinals. Will Trey Lance be under center? Probably so. Trey Lance versus Kyler Murray. Lots of production there. The gem of the week is Sunday Night Football. Buffalo at Kansas City. Uh, a preview, perhaps, of that AFC Championship game. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. It should be lots of fun in that. And 56-point total up to 56 and a half in some spots. It is going to be a firework show there. And it will all wrap up on Monday Night Football when you have the Colts take on the Ravens. And this is going to be interesting. The Colts, Carson Wentz is somehow hobbling out there and doing it. But they're so dinged up on both sides of the ball. Both these teams want to run the football. And Baltimore will be going for the 101st game of 100-plus rushing yards 
We'll see if they have to do it when the game's out of hand and, and piss off some more coaches in the process. But uh, Lamar Jackson, really been playing some good football, as has Marquise Brown. Both those guys pretty exciting in this matchup against a Colts defense that's been a little less impressive than I was expecting. All right, let's wrap it up looking at some prop bets over at Thrive Fantasy. As I mentioned before, if you haven't got in on the fun yet, you need to join it, thrivefantasy.com. Go there now. You can check out the $50,000 guaranteed contest for week five. It's $20 dinner. First place takes home $10,000 in cash. And with Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. They're giving away a 100% deposit bonus with a match up to $100, plus a free entry into Sunday's $50,000 contest. When you sign up with the promo code FANTISTICS, do it over there at Fry Fantasy. Go to insiderfootball.com. Use our insider football tools to pick the ones and the bets that you like. And uh, I picked out three that, according to our insider stats, that uh, you should consider. They're all unders this week. And, you know, inside our regular season um, projections, there are lots of tools that you get, lots of different uh, things at your fingertips, but we put them out early. So, you know, already out there for week five, our, our complete projections, which is always uh, nice to get. And, you know, those are what I use when I start looking at some of this stuff. Our, our DFS lineup optimizer can help you as well with those daily lineups across whatever platform you want with all the ownership projections and such. But uh, just a few of the, there's 20 props already up on Thrive for the week uh, five contest there. And Tom Brady, I thought that one was an interesting one. Looking at it, over 95 points, under 105 points. And we're looking at 297 and a half total yards. And just on that alone, I'm going over into the contest. We're pretty close on this one. Fantastic's projecting 291 passing yards. So I will go the under there with 105 points. It's a little tighter than I like, but uh, gives you an idea of what we're looking at. Dalvin Cook, 94 and a half rushing yards. This one's a little more appealing per the fantastic projection of 77 rushing yards. We're also projecting 21 receiving yards and a touchdown for Cook, who comes in our top five. But that 94 and a half rushing yards, we're going to go under there and take the 90 points on that one. Going a little bit further down on the list, let's talk about Justin Herbert. 310 total yards in his matchup against Cleveland is the prop bet. That's passing yards plus rushing yards. The official insiderfootball.com projection per Fantistics for Justin Herbert this week. We we have him plugged in as a uh, outside of our top 12, actually. We're thinking this isn't the best matchup week here for uh with Cleveland, the grade's a D. Here's a, a defense that's been pretty solid. We're projecting 244 yards through the air, 12 yards on the ground. So that is definitely an underplay of 95 yards. Let's look at Kyler Murray, one more quarterback. We're pretty bullish on him this week. 248 passing yards, 61 rushing yards. The projection, 2.9 total touchdowns, but 255 rushing yards. Again, following slightly under here, and the under is 120 points, so that one looks pretty appealing. Be sure to use our tools to help you win at Thrive Fantasy and across all your fantasy. Get more of them at InsiderFootball.com. All right, next week we hope to get my guy James Adams back on here with me. We'll get together again. We'll do it every week of the season on Tuesdays. You can catch us here. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And, of course, you can find it anytime 
at insiderfootball.com. Be sure to follow us at Fantistics, at Dan Claskins, at James Adams 94 on Twitter. And you can catch us every Saturday of the season as we're there to help you win on Sirius XM Fantasy Radio Channel 87 and the SXM app. It's 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays, anytime on demand. Until then, I wish you all the very best of luck in your Week 5 matchups as you hit the waiver wire. And we'll see you next time right here on the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast.